welcome to Tell You Later, the show where we guarantee a laugh or your money back. Thanks to all those who support us on Patreon. By the way, there's always room for more. And don't forget to like and subscribe to their channel. We haven't got a title song for this show, so we're singing this thing instead. Okay. It's really just a substitute. Nonetheless, the melody may stay in your head. Oh, I hope so. Because it's a tune. It's a tune. You'll love to croon. You'll love to croon. Ah, but there's one thing you should know. We have to confess we do not possess a title song for this show. Ain't it peculiar? Believe it or not. We haven't got a title song for this show. Oops. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Tell You Later. So I am at a tropical background with a tropical and sort of adventurous hat today because I have a special guest coming on the show today. I'm so excited. But before we start, I just want to say thank you so much to all our patrons who support Tell You Later. And those of you who haven't necessarily wanted to contribute monthly but really like our show and have gone to later and found some of the cool stuff we have on our website, such as mugs. And we have a brand new style mug for Tell You Later. Uh, we have t-shirts and we have tote bags and all kinds of stuff like that. So please check it out if you wanna, if you like the show and you wanna support us, go there. So now, let me tell you what's going on. You can't see our mystery guest because our mystery guest is hiding. I will tell you that it is a she, and she is causing all kinds of commotion in the Adventures in Odyssey universe, as well as in the world in general, because wait till you get to know her. She is one of the most exciting guests we've ever had on the show. Da-da-da-da, would you please reveal yourself, mystery guest? <laughs> She's wearing sunglasses. We don't know who it is, but it is... Monica Padilla, <laughs> all the way from the other side of the, is it the continent? Yes, the continent, mm -hmm. over in Florida, which is why she's not here at the Tell You Later studios, but I'm trying to recreate an atmosphere where in which she will feel familiar and comfortable because you are a world traveler. You've done amazing things, not just in Odyssey, but in real life as well. And I want to talk about all that stuff because you're amazing. So for those of you who don't know, I don't know where you've been, Monica is plays Jillian. Can I call you Jillian? She, uh, I'll call her Monica. But for, for Odyssey purposes, she's Jillian, who is Connie's roommate. She's been living at my house, my character's house for a couple of years now, maybe. I don't know, a year. Favorite roommate ever. Favorite roommate ever. <laughs> she is so funny. She plays the ditziest person in the world. However, we have had a turn of events. The past, la the last six episodes, there's just been this big reveal. And Jillian, you're, uh, Jillian slash Monica, you're not as ditzy as you appear to be, are you? Ooh. 
no, 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 no. I mean, in real life, Anna's Jillian. Spoiler alert. Should we have like a spoiler alert? If you haven't heard these episodes, just plug your, um, just put your fingers. And after we get past this, you might want to listen. Yeah. (laughs) Because we thought you were just as dumb as a box of nails. And it turns out you are a super spy with amazing intelligence and, and powers. And you end up saving Jason's life. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And perhaps bringing a little romance, a little mystery, a little romance into the show. Yes. Oh. Jason, J and J. Kathy Buchanan <laughs> is getting her wish. Our writer. We got to get her on the show next, actually. I'll tell you later. So normally we are in the same studio together, but you were so kind to cut out some time in your schedule to talk to us all the way in Florida land. And uh, were you surprised when we did these last? The 28 Hours is the name of the album, mm-hmm. I guess. Well, I knew um, I knew that Jillian wasn't what everyone thought she was. Because, I mean, with the character arc, you know, we wanted to go there and, and have that in mind and have that on the back of my mind. But I was waiting for when it would be this big reveal. Um, and it was actually even bigger and better than what I could have possibly imagined. I thought that it was so much fun the way that it was written. Yeah. Um, just stringing just, us along and like the mystery. I thought it was really cool. Um, and really different. So, um, did, did, yeah, no, I knew and I just had it on the back of my mind. Just how do you distinguish these two different sides of this person? Well, you couldn't be any ditzier. I, I think um, there's no, like, I think my character has a line, like, intelligence. Is that Are you, you're an intelligence officer. <laughs> What's some you of your, fucker. so, so Townsend Coleman plays Jason on the show. Did he know about, did it, like, he know ahead of time? He probably read the script ahead of time. Um, I think so. I mean, if, if we really go back, I believe it was as early as callbacks, which would have been like 2017 or something like that, because we had to read it and they did a whole chemistry read and all of that. And it was completely different. Did they quiz you on chemistry? I never took chemistry in high school. Was it hard? (laughs) That's a very Jillian comment. (laughs) Um, So yeah, chemistry, like, so for, I mean, everyone listening, it's just to see how you interact with each other. And so they had a completely different script written where it was revealed that I was this agent and I'm like trying to save Jason or look out for him. And so I think they had that in mind from before, but then as the stories have progressed in our storylines and our characters and all of that, um, it evolved into this awesome episode. Because, okay, so just, you probably don't know, but I just switched to gallery view because I was a little picture in the corner, but now we're actually side by side because I'm not I'm not proficient in Zoom. And this, this, this thing is itchy. I bet the real, and you'll tell us what a real flower lay uh, feels like, I'm sure later, but this one's pretty itchy, so it's causing me my half my brain to think about it scratching my neck but now we're side by side so that's that's good um what was i gonna say so the chemistry you did the test that worked out that that was interesting that's when it was first like revealed that okay you're not just 
J-I-L-L, Jillian. You are this agent. And so that, with that in mind, I tried to kind of amplify the ditzy, knowing that I'd have to find that yin and yang. <laughs> well, I know she has some pretty crazy lines like, Oh, oh, you've got your new uh, tell you later tote bag. Cute? I love yeah, it. Did you get that at Merchelator? I sure did. Merchelator.com. It's so cute. It, look. Super tell cute. Tell ya later bag. And That's it's got awesome. everything in it. Do I they got... have hats? Jillian asked Connie if an egg's a vegetable or something. Or <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's pretty funny. I think it's pretty funny. So... Yeah, so this is a big thing. And all the fans, uh, in case you guys don't know out there, there is a Facebook group called Adventures in Odyssey Fan Club. And yeah, I think you have to be a fan to join. But if you are, you can. And uh, everybody's talking about, they're like, oh my, this is the greatest thing ever. It's they get like sinking their teeth into it. They're so excited. So do you travel back and forth from Florida to LA? I do, yeah. And so um, I spend a lot of time down here, and then I spend a lot of time in California. I kind mm -hmm. of split my time between the two. So I come back for Odyssey, and I come back for work, and I travel for work. And then I also have family down here in Florida. So, All right, so let's get to the heart of this, because you are not just a voice <laughs> actor. You wear many hats. I only have this one hat. But you, oh, I can hear the echo under it. I might take it off. Look at this big. Yeah, show show off your beautiful do. You got I'm gonna it. Show off my. Well, I did wash my hair today. Um, it looks fabulous. Thank you. So I should. I wonder if I could switch you to the other side of the screen because I think this is my better side. Okay, so now I'm looking at you this way. If you turn your head to your right. Oh, it'll look like way? we're talking to each other. Yes. Oh, I can switch it. Okay. Uh, I'm, just ha I'm just having Zoom fun. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So, you're. Why do I have this background? Because Monica was also a Survivor winner from the TV show Survivor, right? I, well, I, I was a contestant, I didn't win. Oh, okay. I was a contestant. I would have wanted yes. for you. Yes. Yes. Um, which is funny because I've actually had some people reach out to me that listen to Odyssey that also watch Survivor. And so they're like, my worlds have collided. And so I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, I did Survivor twice. I did it once in 2009 and then I did it again in 2015. Um, I did not win. I came very close the first time, the second time. Was it harder when you were older or easier when you were I older? I felt it was harder when I was older. And I thought, always thought going back and knowing the game, that, that, was the, that was the purpose of the theme of our game, of what would you do if you had a second chance? And I always thought, oh, my God, that's going to be so much easier. It was a lot harder for me. Um, it was more uncomfortable to sleep. I went from, it was I think it was 25 the first time I did it. And then I was like 31 the second time I did it, which doesn't seem like a big gap, but it actually kind of is. <laughs> you have more like back issues and stuff like that. Well, a lot of stuff has happened in your life since you were 25, probably. That totally. you, yeah, you developed sure. a career, which we, we will talk about as well. <laughs> so when... Okay, when you went on Survivor, were you just like a normal, no, normal civilian who worked like 
Chick-fil-A or were in college or were you an I actress or what? Law school. Yeah, I was in law school. Um, so before that, I was mostly musical theater and I was acting. But um, and I played Pocahontas at Disney World. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How cool is that? I guess when you like break my life up into these little bites, I'm like, oh, I guess that is pretty. You're kind of eclectic, Monica. You're very eclectic. There's no like, like straight tan, you know, line that predicts the path of your career. It's like all over the place. Yes. No, no. Um, So I had acted before, but when I was um, recruited for Survivor, I didn't apply. Someone saw me just out and being animated in um, so they didn't see you at disneyland being pocahontas and said oh this seems like somebody who has survival skills no because actually for survivor they don't really want actors they they want real people they want real people just out there to play the game and compete they don't want someone that's you know trying to be famous or whatever but if if it fits they'll cast them but for me they were just like okay well you're in law school you're not really an actor anymore right and i was like yeah i'm in law school and so i was recruited and they asked me if i would ever do a reality show to which i said no (laughs) um and i was thinking more like bachelor bachelorette which is something i would just never do and i've never really watched it it's just Mm -hmm. not my thing um, and so then from there on out, they kept saying, you know, you should really try this. I think you'd be really good at it. And my sister always wanted Who to Who are it. these people talking Passing to Casting directors for the show. Like, would they the call you on the phone or knock on yeah, your so door? They they'd call me on the phone. And they'd say, hey, like, have you reconsidered this? Like, please. I like, bet Survivor's not an easy sell. No. I mean, well, for some people, the only thing they ever want to do is play Survivor. For some people, they're just obsessed, like super fans or you know mostly super fans they're just they would just love to get on how long had it been on the air before they contacted you um so i guess it aired it premiered in 2001 with richard hatch and then my season was 2009 so they do two seasons and then my season was season 19 so it had been on for nine years wow the 19th season I didn't realize it was on that long. Wow. Yeah, I know. Time flies. And now they're up to like, I don't know, season 40 something. So they still do it. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can people watch you like in reruns? Yeah, you can go back on. I think it's Netflix that has it now. I think my Samoa season shows a little bit more of me. I didn't do so well in the next one. So you were in Samoa. Does this look anything like Samoa? Yes. It does. It does. Yeah. All right. It does. That's yeah, that's my go. truth belt. Um, there's like waterfalls, and they have like waterfall slides that we did, which were really fun. These like these natural water slides that were just a blast. Because you still get to do fun stuff on challenges. If you win challenges, you get rewards. Because I I honestly haven't ever watched. It seemed it seemed mean. It's kind of scary and mean and uncomfortable to me to watch. So I it could be a lot. I mean. 
yeah, I realize how much my anxiety just goes through the roof of, you know, you, you never know when people are coming after you. You don't, I mean, I thought I was really good at challenges. Turns out I am not good at challenges. <laughs> Can you describe what it was like? I'm sure I'm not the only person who's interviewed you about this show, right? You've probably been <laughs> interviewed a million times, but how about let's put it this way. Tell us what it was like, how long you were there, what you had to do, and then if you, if Jillian was on Survivor, what she would do differently? Oh, man. Um, so I was there. I was on the show the first time for 33 days. I was voted off on day 33. That's a long time. Do it was they, a long Do time. they pay you for work you missed and stuff like that? Um, well, they give you, it's technically, I think it's SAG-AFTRA, but then you get more money the longer you make it on the show. So you get your episodic, and then you make... Oh, that's like, good to know. That's an amount for going to the reunion and stuff like that. But the first place prize is a million dollars. Whoa. That's why when you said survivor winner, I was like, mm, I wish. <laughs> I did not. I didn't make it that far. What's the fangirl up to this week? To find out, stay tuned till after the credits. But I was there for 33 days. I mean, you're just starving. You're hungry. You're playing games. They don't and- feed you? No, you have to feed yourself. So you hunt for your food or you fish or you pick fruit and you prepare. You even have to boil your water because you have to disinfect your water so you don't get sick. Do they give you fire matches? Um, So usually the first episode you play for fire. And what I mean by that is you play for flint because you could use flint like you do camping. I mean, but even with flint, making a fire is not easy right but if you if you lose the first challenge you don't get flint so you have to like literally like sticks and tinder and just <laughs> were you a girl scout no oh that's wow you were really <laughs> at a disadvantage no i've never even been camping before going on <laughs> oh my we're... goodness did your family think you were nuts they were so worried. And so my dad is a big, my mom and dad, they're big prayers. You know, they, I mean, they light candles for everything. And so now to have me out in the They room, had fire. They had fire. If only you yeah. had one of those candles, yeah, you would have been totally. okay, right? So every day, you know, just lighting the candles, lighting the candles. <laughs> I'm praying for me out there. I mean, and so, you know, when you get voted off, you're like, oh, poor thing. They're still praying because no one knows when you're voted off, you know? So, um, wow. but I, I made it out safely. I mean, only a couple bumps and bruises and bug bites. And Do people like get really hurt? Some people get really hurt. Yeah. I mean, in challenges, someone fell, um, on a fire once like a bonfire. Um, yeah, people get hurt. And if they get, you know, really hurt, they're taken out of the game, which usually people are so invested in the game and competing that they, would it's just a, it's just a flesh wound where I be taken out. They're like, I'm fine. No, like you don't understand. Like you are about to collapse. Like you need to be admitted to a hospital. Like no, I don't. I'm good. <laughs> I just put me back in the game. Holy <laughs> That's how cow. you know. What did you What did you find to eat there? What was the? So we would fish. Um, we get like crabs, those beach crabs that kind of scuttle up on the beach, and you can boil them or you can you know just grill them right in the fire. And then one weird thing that we used to eat was hermit crabs. Not a lot of meat, but yeah, you eat hermit crabs. 
And um, what was another thing that was kind of weird? Oh, they had these giant clams that we would eat. Those um, are good. They were okay. I mean, they were really big. Like, they're like this big. Um, and so those, we ate that a lot our second season. So and then things like bananas, plantains, papaya, those grow on the island. Oh, that's good. That helps. Mm-hmm. But they don't give you, do they give you a knife or anything to open it? They give you like one machete for camp. Oh, and coconuts. Yeah. So you hack open coconuts, you drink coconut water, but you can't drink too much because it gives you diarrhea. Yes. Yes. I've yeah. discovered that myself. I do uh-huh. like coconut. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you got to be careful about that. So what made you want to go on a second time? I just felt since I was in seventh place and I made it to day 33, you have to make it to day 39 to be in the finals, to be considered to win. Usually it's one of three or one of two. And so I just felt like I got so close that I could probably win if I did it again. <laughs> that was that was thought. <laughs> and would that have been a million dollars too or more? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've actually done like an all winner season where, um, each person is competing and they've already won a season since they've done so many seasons and they did that one it was like season 40 it was during covid and the winnings was two million dollars where did you go the second time cambodia cambodia there's a lot of bugs there isn't there yeah so i got really attacked by bugs in cambodia samoa not so much you um, wear like cambodia. a suit of armor but they don't give you a suit of armor i had sand flea bites all over my arms, all over my legs, like hundreds and hundreds of bites. They were terrible. I mean, I'm already a magnet from mosquitoes, but, oh, I can't even. I mean, it was was pretty bad. (laughs) Oh, so would you ever do it again? No. No. That's it? We're done. We're done. Because, now, did this first show happen? You said you were in law school. Mm Hmm. Was that, like, during summer break? Yes, no. So I had just graduated from law school. I was in my final year when I was applying for the show. And so, or being pitched to these producers. And so when I graduated, I was in the midst of like sending them what I would wear and doing all my vaccines. So I graduated and I'd say maybe two weeks later, I got on a plane to play the game. Wow. Okay. So now you're a lawyer. Yeah. So do you represent people on Survivor who have been, like, getting diseases from the show? (laughs) I haven't had any Survivors as my clients yet. Um, Right now what I do is I litigate for models and actresses. You do? So your acting background is is used for your legal expertise. Mm And so what, um, what I do a lot of, I mean, I do, I'm a plaintiff's attorney and so I do discrimination cases and I do, um, really meaty, serious stuff like that. And then also I'm on the entertainment side where I pursue people who have misappropriated images of models and actresses and just take them and use them to either brand their businesses or their products and they just steal them from the internet, which you can't do. So it's, it's called Did you hear that out there? If you don't own it, don't use it. Don't use right. people's... I wonder if we're guilty For of commercial that. commercial value. So anything where you're making money, you cannot use a person. You can post it on your Instagram and say, wow, I'm a really huge fan of Katie. That's no big deal. But you can't say, hey, Katie thinks that you should buy this nail polish. Okay, so... And, and I might be telling on myself, but I don't want to get in trouble. If 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 Will were still here, he'd be like, oh, be careful. 
Um, so we were talking on one episode, and we were talking about Eddie, Eddie, who is the guy? Albert. Yeah, we were talking about Eddie Albert, but we were calling him Eddie Arnold. So we made a mistake. So then we had to go back and say, no, like a disclaimer, they were talking about this person, but really they meant this person. So we found their picture on the internet. Is that any kind of a bad thing? No. Did you use it to sell a product or use it? No, did, but it's on YouTube. I mean, people watch it, but we're not, we didn't say, we didn't say Eddie Albert watches tell you later because he's passed away. I don't think that's <laughs> okay. I think you're good. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't, because I don't want to get, I don't want to upset anybody. But that, that's interesting. How do people find you? How do they know that you're the person? Hey, guys, um, if you're out there and anybody well, misses. It, it's my firm. So mm -hmm. it's the Costas Law Firm, and they've been doing this for, I don't know, 30, 40 years now. Costas? Costas. Casas, like, like houses in Spanish. Casas. Uh -huh. So Casas Law Firm. Um, and so they've been doing this for a really long time. So I joined them as a partner and it's just been a lot of fun. I love it. Well, that's great. Well, because you're getting justice for people without having to deal with like murder or stuff. Oh yeah. No, I, I don't know that I could do the whole crime thing. Criminal yeah. Is not my, not my but it is criminal. It's just different kind of crime, right? Well, it's civil, right? So it's it's in civil court. It's just not for, uh, it's not criminal. It's not. So the idea, I imagine, if they use somebody's image is you want to get them compensated, right? Right. So you want to get them or compensated. get their picture off of there. Get the picture off. You want to get them compensated, but they would have been paid, mm -hmm. but also whatever damage they've done to their reputation or... Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. <laughs> I'm picturing a picture of you on a billboard in Florida, like I survived, and I can help you too, or something. Like a <laughs> <laughs> well, so all of my clients are mostly in California. Ah, so that's why you come out here. Yeah, that's well, that's funny. But they find you in Florida. But like, yeah, you could be with your spear. Fishing spear. <laughs> yeah, we go after those guys who are using your image in the wrong way, right? <laughs> well, you speak Spanish too, right? Mm -hmm, I do. I wonder I do if I wonder if we'll ever have you use Spanish. So, are you doing any other voiceover work besides Odyssey or any modeling? Not at the or moment, I haven't been at the moment. It's been a, a bit of a hectic year, but. Um, I'm definitely open to it. I just have it recently. So you still want to, and the law firm is cool with that. They're like, yeah, whatever they you want to do. Yeah, they love it. They you could actually it. find work that way. The more you network with the totally. your possible clientele, <laughs> right? Uh -huh. Oh, let me uh -huh. write that down. You, they did what? Okay, I'm gonna let me get back to you on that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, that's amazing. So um, why did you move to Florida? Because your family's there? Well, so I didn't totally move here full, full time. I just come back to help my family and everything. And then I, I work mostly out of California. So oh. I'm just here a lot more than I used to be. But my dad um, is really sick. Oh, I'm sorry to hear yeah. that. So he has Alzheimer's. And um, he's kind of like a, it's, it's, he's just, he's like, like a big baby, you know? So um, it's funny to see how the life cycle kind of reverses or loops. 
Um, and so he's uh, he's sick, and so I help my mom here too. Oh, I bet so she's so glad. She's so glad you survived. So you could be there to help her. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, that's <laughs> you know, and that's part of life. It's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sometimes it makes me weepy thinking about those things. When I coach voice acting students, a lot of times I'll use the. Shakespeare has a speech, The Seven Ages of Man. Have you ever read it? Mm -mm. So, but it starts out as a baby, and then he describes all these seven stages, and the last one is where you're like a baby again. Yeah, so this is, it's, there's nothing new under the sun. That's kind of what happens to us. And very Benjamin Button. (laughs) Yeah, but we have to, that's why we have to make friends. We need friends to help us get through life. That's a true fact. Have you ever been to Focus on the Family? No. Mm-mm. Because they should have your picture up there. You're going to, I don't know Ooh. what they're going to no, They have a new app now that's trying to, like, where you can listen to the episodes. I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm filling you in. You need to call the office and get on that app so you can listen. And if when you're traveling, flying back and forth. Totally. Yeah, I think you would like it. It's good. I think you're the, so I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. You were, thank you so much to all you patrons who help us out there. We really appreciate your support. Thank you, everybody who's buying merch on Merchalator. Go to my website, katielee.com and see, there's all kinds of cool stuff and you can see it there or on Merchalator.com. And also those who listen on Anchor, I want to shout out to you guys because I know there's a bazillion of you out there who listen and really appreciate you too. The last episode, because I don't think you got to hear everything, She, but you you recorded the show, so you remember, and you said you were going to stay in Odyssey and stay living at my house, and and Townsend's character was like beside himself with how dumb you are, is like, oh, and, I'm, and my character's like, hey, Jason, she, now you, she really is cute, and she's smart, and she's adventurous, put my hat back on. She's adventurous. Yeah, why don't you take her out on a date? Right? (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. Did they tell you anything else? What's going to happen? Or now it's all a big surprise? I feel like even if they did, I shouldn't, like, say anything, right? But no, they didn't. No, of course not. You're probably sworn to secrecy. Yeah. (laughs) What's one of the um, most exciting cases that you've ever won. Mm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Like, so you were like so happy that, you, oh, yes. That's tough because I'm working on a few right now that are still confidential. Uh huh. So I have one that's really good and really juicy. Ooh. Um, but. I guess I could give a little bit about it. It's a discrimination matter. And I love it because I love fighting for people. 
and for advocating for people and for doing what's right. So what's the biggest discrimination that you see? Is it like ageism or sexism? Um, so this case has a little bit girl boyism. Both. This, well, this case is more, um, is, is, uh, age discrimination and racism, um, which are all super serious issues, but I'm excited about it because I get to do something great for someone. So, um, I've worked on that. And then in, in other, in another firm, I actually worked on a matter that was a discrimination due to gender and pregnancy. Mm. Um, so they're really, there's just a lot of different things you can do in the area, you know, in in the area of law to advocate for people on their behalf. Are laws changing for like when people, people, when women get pregnant? And, uh, I mean, there's there are there's laws out there to protect um, women, protect by gender, age, and race, of course. But what I'm finding is that companies and employers are being a little bit more crafty about how they do it. So they're super careful about what they say, and they're becoming very passive aggressive. Well, they so, got lawyers on their side too, right? Totally. And so they may not say anything that's racist or discriminatory against age or disability, but the way that they exclude and the way that they kind of mistreat and the way that they bully people, it's evident that it's there. Um, so here's a quick, cause I'm, I'm kind of a little bit naive about this, especially in the voiceover business right now, they're trying to be very authentic when they're mm-hmm. like, even if you were to be asked, you got to be Pocahontas at Disneyland. Now, I don't know, does that extend to the people in the costumes that they want a Native American now to be Pocahontas? When we're doing voiceover, they want very much, if they can find somebody who's Native American to play yeah. those voices. And yet, we have these privacy things where people aren't supposed to ask you how old you are. Or yeah, so how do you... How do you I think it's really interesting. Re- I think when it comes to the entertainment business, it's really interesting. And it's harder. Um... Because when you're looking at a character type, it just has to fit that character. But I would say, even for Disney World, for instance, there are not a ton of Native American musical theater actresses who live in Orlando or Kissimmee, right? And so they have to work with what they have to fill these characters. Kissimmee? I I I thought it was Kissimmee. Kissimmee, Kissimmee, I don't know. Oh, I'm probably saying it wrong because I'm not from. Florida. I'm probably saying it wrong, and I live there, so. Kissimmee. I, I think that sounds more like a place than kiss me. Than, I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think for casting purposes, you have to cast the role. I don't think there's anything necessarily discriminatory. You're looking for a great actor, actress who people connect with. But that's a big issue. I was just on Clubhouse. Have you know people were talking yeah. about because there well, is that privacy thing, right? There's a privacy where they're not supposed to ask you how right. old you are, or, or I remember I did a paper on this actually. On are we like totally going down rabbit hole? I did a paper on it was discrimination. Hey, and, um, hey, Monica, you know the best way to catch a rabbit? What? Hide in the bushes and make a noise like a carrot. Um, no, but I did a paper once and it was on Miss Saigon and they had cast, it was a famous actor named Jonathan Price, who is not 
Asian or Vietnamese in any way. And the problem that I think existed there was that there was a huge community of um, Asian actors and actresses who wanted work who don't have enough roles written for them. Right. And so in that respect, it's like, you need to cast this name to bring an audience or why can't you just cast this awesome actor or actress who would love a shot at being a leading role on Broadway when you finally have a role for them when there's not enough roles written, you know? So, so as I'm going to ask you one more lawyer question. So as a lawyer and Mm -hmm. knowing how things work, is it like now sometimes we're dubbing movies or we're playing a character. Is it fair for the casting people to say, what's your ethnicity? What's your religious background? What's your uh, sexual preference? I mean, that's... That's tough. I think it just depends on what the person is comfortable volunteering, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Because that's that's those are the real issues that were, you know... Um, and if you guys have any comments or ideas, put them in the comments below for yeah. sure, because uh-huh. this is the biggest challenge because we do. I'm all for fear. I'm totally like the paper you wrote. I think that they should try to find actors that fit, especially face actors when you're up mm-hmm. there, but also voice actors. But how far do you dig, you know, right yeah. now? And I don't know if you're seeing any specs in... Um, you know, reading roles, but it's like, well, my great grandmother came from Cambodia, so I'm part Asian, so I can read for this role. I mean, like, yes. I mean, I think it's just it should be who can read for the role best, who does the best job, and well, from you your know. mouth to God's ears, we'll we'll put you on the SAG board. It's really tricky, and and besides that, now they got all these. COVID things too that they're working with. I mean, some people say like, okay, don't tell them your age. Don't tell them your ethnicity. Like you're going to just, I think if you choose not to, that, that that should be okay. But for me, I've always been like, you know, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm 39. <laughs> well, um, yeah, but I'm comfortable with saying that. And if, but if you're not, and if you don't want to, and you just want to, you know, give yourself a competitive advantage, I think it should be your right to not have to share that. Yeah, and you might lose out on things because people don't know. Because when they were in the discussion I was in, they're saying, "Let your agent know. Let people know who you are," because they they're casting these broad nets and they're looking for people. So, you know, that's that balance between authenticity and acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's tricky. But if you were, okay, so you didn't say, if you were Jillian on Survivor, what would oh. she do different? What, what would you do, do you think? What would she do? I think that Jillian would be super crafty on Survivor because although it was really fun to play her, I am not a double agent. You aren't? What? No, not, not, not. <laughs> so I think that she'd do really well because she'd be really good at like interrogating people, getting information out of people. She's really good at playing like this double life. And so mm. for me, it was really hard to kind of lie to people. It, it wasn't a great Do you, you have to lie to people on Survivor? Sometimes you don't want to like expose who you're voting for, you know? You, sometimes you, just, you know, if you, you came up to me and said, Hey, are you voting for me tonight? A lot of times I'm going to say, Oh, no, you're, you're going to, you're safe because I don't want you to turn on me. But uh, I, I found it was a lot harder to play that role. Because you're a thought. super nice, 
wonderful person who cares about people. You're honest. You're, I mean, I have not. Well, then the other thing too is whenever I tried to be like super crafty, it was so obvious I was being (laughs) But yet you're an actress. (laughs) You're an actress. Why couldn't you pull that off? Yeah, I know. I don't know because it's different when you're just yourself in real life and you're hungry and sleep deprived. Wow, that sounds like a dream job. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so I don't know if you got a, a chance to to see Tell You Later or not, but I hope that um, I'm going to share this with you. So one of the things that we often do is we don't want to say everything because we want to leave something for maybe a future episode. So I'm going to set you up to close okay. this show. Okay, so Monica. <clears throat> What's your next project? Ooh. You say, tell you later. I'll tell you later. Oh, okay. Thanks for watching. Tell You Later is a Patreon-driven entertainment show. So what are you waiting for? Come on over. Join us for so much more at patreon.com front slash tell you later. I didn't wink on nine on nudge to slightly acquiesce. But still somehow you up and get. Look at this! And it says happy birthday oh. on so many things. Well, Mr. Whitaker's saluting. <laughs> yes, look at that. That's so cool. I know. If you don't like this room, or maybe you do, but you want to try something else, let's go this way. Okay. This is called Downtown Main Street. Come on. Well, and there's gluten. Let's go into JJ and J Antiques. Come on. Triple J Antiques. Look at Whoa, this. Look at this. It is happy. You want your party in here? Yes. Look at all the antiques, and there's Jack and Joanne. I know. So you could just set up your party and have a tea party. Why you could have a goddamn chocolate party? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Maybe some raspberry ripples and a wooden sundae. Yes, for sure. Okay, we're sold. Mac and cheese all the way. Mac and cheese. Oh. To macaroni. Oh, yes, I'll take three, please. Yes, please. Which-